daily disclaimer here, we do not mean to offend anybody because after all, this is a podcast about anything and everything and everything goes. So enjoy the show. Welcome back to the whole nine years podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Jaden. Let's get into the podcast. So recently, well, I guess we should start out with why Daniel isn't here. He's having some family issues, right? And family issues right now. And he's just not going to make it for this podcast, and so it's just going to be me and Jaden. So what I've recently discovered is that, I'm sure, well, this has been out for a little bit on Mark Robs, Mark Robert, something like that, his YouTube channel. And I just found it interesting that NASA has been developing a satellite to help with crop yields and different things for Earth by predicting the water levels in soil to help predict different levels in when droughts are going to be, when it's going to be rainy season, possibly floods, and that that program, well, NASA gets out of the whole government budget, if you were to break it down into 100 pennies out of a dollar, that military programs get 16 of those pennies, and social programs get... A, a lot more. I'm not. I wasn't sure of the numbers, but NASA gets less than one half of a penny, and what they're doing with that is is pretty phenomenal. But at the same time, when you think about it, with like what SpaceX is doing, it's <laughs> it makes oh, it yeah, a lot cheaper. About. The private sector always gets stuff done a lot cheaper than government programs do. It's just that they're not always allowed to you know, get this stuff done because they don't always have the same amount of funding, but when they do, they can do it with a lot less, which is why I'm a big fan of Elon Musk and SpaceX. And I just love the innovation. <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's it's cool to think that people want to, that NASA's coming up with that. I mean, the, the spread of how much that satellite can cover miles-wise on the ground is crazy and hopefully predict with, like, hurricanes and floods and all that stuff for people that are near the coasts i mean clearly like we don't really have to worry about flooding we're landlocked so to get to to get to the nearest ocean you got to drive 700 miles but <laughs> besides that and i mean it's cool and then the least i mean they're hopefully going i i guess they want to make that information free to the public which is also pretty cool for launching up a how much was that? Sounded like nine nine hundred million dollars or something like that. Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't nine hear, million dollars. I didn't hear the numbers. Some some crazy million dollar amount, and then to make that information free that helps out people is is pretty remarkable. Did they say how long they've been working on this satellite? They said it was like for twenty years. They've been working twenty on years this and that thing. So, well, I mean, they had to R and D it and come up with all the programming and stuff like that, and then the that dude left NASA, Mark Robb or whatever, I forget his name, left NASA right when they were about to launch that off. And it launched in 2015, so I don't know if it's been 20 years, but it's been 10-plus years, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm sure. for something that high-tech and advanced. I don't even know if they're implementing it right now, honestly, if it's launched in 2015. I mean, three years up in space, that's kind of a long time. Yeah, I don't know. I've always wondered about that, too, and it's... It's crazy because you always hear about these new, like, scientific breakthroughs and all these crazy new things. And it all sounds so new, but really it's been in the works for years. And yeah. <laughs> these things have been planned out for years. It's just, 
I don't know. These these people are genius, man. They're smart. It's beyond me how they come up with this stuff. It's, yeah, I... <laughs> it's insane. Aliens. It makes me want to think of that Alex Jones thing with the <laughs> dimensions and all that. Dude, I believe in Alex Jones, man. Like, really? Uh, no, not 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 really, man. But it, well, it makes sense to me because I can't understand how they come up with it. <laughs> so, so I have to so I have to believe the Alex Jones story because it dumbs it down for me. <laughs> well, when I. <laughs> Making yourself feel like you don't know him that much. I was, yeah. Well, so I was listening to that the Joe Rogan nine eleven podcast again, and I was like, just trying to think of, okay, how did Henry Ford come up with the car? Because like when you think about it, it's like okay, so you come up with this block of metal that's holding all these gears and stuff. And then you got to figure out a way to move those gears. So then you make the pistons and then you got to figure out, okay, now I can use this gas. How did he come up with gas? Not unless it was already a thing. I know the fuel to run. Like I haven't, I haven't researched any of this. Like hey, I'm just tiny explosions can turn all these gears and turn <laughs> all these gears and then hit, hit the, hit the transmission, which turns the axle, which transfers to this and this and this and all this stuff. And I was driving to work. And I was thinking, well, what hap- Like, what happens in a car when you stop at a red light? Like, how does the axles and engine and stuff just not break? And then I was thinking to myself, oh, in the transmission, when there's so much RPM applied, the clutch pads and they're engaged because of the force, and then everything starts moving and stuff like that. But it's just crazy, crazy, crazy to think yeah, about. How things but- can be rotating thousands of times a second and then just come to, like... Almost a sudden stop. I, I mean, like they're still rotating thousands, but it's just it's just like thousands. not engaged. Yeah, yeah. Just, all that stuff. And then when I think about a manual transmission, it's just you basically engaging it yourself, which is also pretty crazy. <clears throat> Another crazy thing is when I totally space this. How much? Like I thought the military got a lot of money for funding. I mean, they do. Which I'm, I'm honestly, I'm fine with. I don't, I'm, I'm fine with the military getting that much money. I am too. I, I don't want to brag or nothing. You know, America being the greatest country on earth. But For like, sure. I can't. say it proud, Sean. <laughs> greatest country on earth. I, I don't see any other country. Like maybe they are doing what we're doing, but I don't have that outside perspective. Like when I look at Russia, it's just like cold cold and mountains and i don't know what's going communism. on over there communism or i don't know what's <laughs> i don't know what's going on over there and then north and south korea they're doing their thing they're crazy over there canada is just here for the ride honestly like man i know it's how the whole south and north korea thing is crazy because they're like two different worlds but they're so close together and just battling out and i guess like Every person over the age of 18 in North Korea. Is it North Korea that's crazy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, North Korea is the crazy one. Kim Jong-un and shit in North Korea, yeah. It's north. Apparently, everyone over there, like, our military force is, like, two million-something people, I guess. And, like, half of those are Army Reserves. Over there, all of them have to enlist for 10 years. After after they're 18. So, once they turn 18, they have to enlist for 10 years. I think girls is seven. And they have to. Like, it's like their law that you have to be in the military. And for me, like, if we went into combat, like, I like guns. I've never, like, I've shot a few, but I've never, like, shot to hurt anybody. Like, I play video games and stuff like that, and it's totally different. But, like, if I ever had to shoot somebody, 
It, it, I don't think I could. I don't think I could. Like, in the heat of the moment, like those war heroes in the Vietnam War, World War One, World War Two, that really probably messes you up, seeing all that blood and other humans being hurt and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And talking to certain family members and people I've known that have gone through that, it it isn't something they usually talk about. It's something they really don't want to talk about. It's, it'll definitely be something that you remember forever and... I don't know, man. I've, I've thought about that, too, because coming out of high school when I was considering the paths I'm going to take, I had a couple different paths I could go down, and one of those were the military. And I did consider it for a while, and I don't know, man. It's just I have so much respect for the people that do go through with that and do go down that path because if you do end up in a situation where your life is on the line and you do have the possibility of being killed yourself, it's... And it's take, completely and take different story. Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah. To, it's insane to think about, man. It's just hard to even imagine being in a situation like that. Because obviously, at that point, if they're starting your life, I feel like it'd be a lot easier to, you know, hurt somebody to, yeah. to go through it and have to kill someone if it involves saving your own life or someone you love. But it's still just the afterthought. I mean, like in the moment, I'm sure they can do it fine. Like they'll they'll do what they have to do to protect themselves and the people around them. But thinking about it later on, that you just took someone's life is just it'd just be hard to deal with. It'd be insane to think about. So definitely respect to anyone that has to go through that. I know, and, like, even, like, local, like, so with the with that government for the social programs, is, like, police officers and, like, firefighters and, like, EMTs and stuff like that, is all is that all in there, included in that, I you think? think? I, I think so, but I think a lot of that, obviously, it comes from, like, tax and stuff, but. I think it's included in social programs. I'm I'm pretty sure it is. If not, then I have no idea. I'm assuming I, it is. I, whatever it is, like, like mad respect because isn't your like yeah? Is I, your I, dad? I have, a, I have a lot of law enforcement. Yeah, a lot of a lot of your family, I guess, is law enforcement. And when people when I see those videos and those posts, I'm like, man, cops suck. Cops are this. Cops are that. And I'm thinking every time I've gotten pulled over, I lower myself. And I'll always do this. If some dude's, like, in my face trying to prove a point, like, I'm better than you. You don't know what the heck you're talking about. I'm just like, you know what? You're right. I don't get, I don't care that much to argue with you. So, like, I was trying to have a normal conversation with you. You got out of control. It's whatever. You win. Let's just move on. Like, I could care oh, yeah. less. But, like, the, the last time I got pulled over and he said license and registration, I, here you go, officer. And he said, do you realize what you're doing? No. And you, you just got to go through the steps. They're just trying to make people safe. And if you do run into that occasional bad cop, I... I mean, they're out there, man. But it's definitely not... They're not They're not as common. And there's not nearly as many bad cops as people try and make it seem... Because just think about like how many people get pulled over every single day and how often you see a bad cop sort. Like, I think... I don't know how true it is, but I did see someone did all the numbers, and it was like less than like one percent of of cop interactions are considered bad. But when you put a magnifying glass on that one percent, it makes it look so much bigger. It's like when you when you constantly have media coverage and people talking about the very small percentage, it makes it seem so big, which is kind of a shame too, because there's so so many of those men and women are out there to help. They do have good intentions, but they get thrown in with the assholes of the group. Yeah, so. and I. I feel like a lot of areas in the world are focused around that 1%. Like with rich people and stuff like that. Did you see that, like, 
Bernie Sanders right now, man? The one percent. Oh. <laughs> is that what he's been? Has he been saying that? Well, what, you're talking like when when he talks about rich people, he calls them the one percent. You know, like because they're so rich and you know, screw the one percent. That whole that whole thing. I'm getting a call from Sacramento, California. Should I answer it? Uh oh. Uh oh. Let's see. Hold on. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We've been trying to reach you concerning your car's extended warranty. You should have received something oh, no. in the mail about your car's extended warranty. Since we have not gotten a response, we are giving you a final courtesy call before we close your file. Would you like to see the warranty about extending or reinstating your car's warranty? Yes, please. What's that about? It's like a scam. It's like a scam thing. Oh, it's a scam thing? Yeah. Oh, hang up on it. Yeah. Oh, it's scam. <laughs> yeah, they heard done. my voice and they're like, oh, rip. <laughs> hang up on him so yeah. is that just like some like automated thing like i don't know through? like so so like they'll come from voice. california and then they'll come from utah like i got one the other day from utah and he he like so it it popped up with that with the number and i answered it and it, it was the same thing your car's extended warranty da, 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 da. like both of my cars one of them's a 1997 and the other one's a 96 i think like that so i was like my warranty is old. Like it's it's twenty years old, something like that. So if you're trying to get another warranty out of me, too late. Like the first dude that bought the car had like should have reinstated it. But it, Wait, what were we talking about? I don't even know. Oh we're talking about police officer. Oh, and the one percent. We're talking about the one percent. Oh the one <clears throat> the millionaires. Sorry to get off track. Um but that I don't know what Bernie Sanders has been saying lately <laughs> about the one percent, but I feel like a lot of people think that rich people are rich because they inherited the money or they did something bad with the money or they like sold drugs or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And like, Some I guess, stuff. yeah, I guess Jay-Z. Have you seen Goodfellas lately? I love Goodfellas. Yeah. I just barely <laughs> watched it. I have never seen it and I watched it on Netflix. And <laughs> anyway, they <laughs> like, I guess Jay-Z dropped like a hundred and ten thousand dollars one night and like one night celebrating his friend's birthday party and in my mind i'm like wow like like secretly jealous like i wish i could do that but then i think about where he's been and where he came from it's just like he had to come up with a rap basically with all the original people like when rap wasn't really a thing and then for him to have his own like line of of like different types of like what is it? It's champagne and like Ace of Spades and like I'm not sure too much about what Jay Z does. All that other stuff. It's like it's they did like a estimated thing on what he makes in one year, and I think last year he made like forty seven million dollars. And then if you were to put that into perspective, him and Beyonce, huh? him and Beyonce. So it's like they have like a combined net worth of like a billion dollars. <laughs> so it's like get off him. Who cares? It's like if you were to put that into perspective. So if you made four hundred. $420,000 a year, that's like you spending a thousand bucks. And then if you were to make 42 or like, yeah, 42, it was like $42,000 a year, it's like you spending a thousand dollars. Or I'm not sure like if I'm getting these. Or like, yeah, a <laughs> hundred. And then if you made $4,200 a year, it's like you're spending 10 bucks. <laughs> even less than that, honestly. Like, think about how big those numbers are. A hundred thousand to him is. Nothing, nothing. He probably made that the next day. And that, and he bought all of his own brands when he went to the clubs and stuff like that. Like, if it were available, he bought it. And apparently he was, like, handing out a lot of bottles and stuff like that. So, 
I mean, if you want to make more money than Jay Z, do more than Jay Z. It's like (laughs) you start making your own music, you start making your own brands and stuff like that. And it's it's just crazy to think about how people just definitely not easy to become a millionaire, man. But yeah, I don't know. I feel I think most of the hate towards the rich people is just probably out of jealousy. They're thinking that. Because of them, they're holding the people down. Like, no one's holding you down, man. Like, if it's, it's like, oh my gosh, he bought another Rolls Royce. I, I, I can't get that. Like, like, he can't have that. What about Floyd? Doesn't he have like six Bugattis? And didn't he drop like a million in a night? At a yeah. Club? Like, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't care, man. Who cares, no, man? Uh, he, Floyd Miller, man. Like, it's good. I think everyone knows he's a really skilled boxer, man. But it's de- he's definitely like under <laughs> the McGregor fight. That was, oh, that was, that was so good. bad to watch. But he's definitely underrated when it comes to how smart a businessman he is. Oh. Definitely. Like, no one talks about how, good, how smart of a businessman he is. Like, he owns, like, he owns so much stuff, and he makes millions. Like, he does not do anything, man. Like, how much did he make just that McGregor fight? Like, wasn't oh, it over $300 million or more? I was going to say $55 million, but three. Oh, no, it was, it was definitely over $100 million. Like, I think it was 300 How much did Floyd Mayweather make off of the... See, I'm getting another call. Oh, my gosh. What is going on? Get out of here, man. They really want you. Hello, this is Heather at Account Services, Dude. and we're calling in reference to your current credit card account. <laughs> people There's no problems currently with your account. Holy scams, man. I know, that, that's the call I got yesterday. There's Do you no want a credit problems. card one? There's no problem with your account. We're just not, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. Dude, Stop yeah, I'll scams, get them every morning. Like, I'll come home, and either I'll, like, go to bed, or, like, we'll do the podcast or something, and I'll get these calls. I'm like, I don't have a freaking credit card. Why do you, don't call me. I was like, I don't care. Are you getting a call now, too? No, I'm just... I felt vibrating, so I was just making sure. Oh. It's just a notification. <laughs> They're just hitting all the phones in like an area. It's like, oh my gosh, that's just crazy. Man. You, you just got two in like less than five minutes. I, which is just crazy. They keep distracting us. From, I think we went from like NASA to Jay Z and uh, these calls, man. They keep distracting us. <laughs> make us switch if, okay, if anybody gets a call from a scammer and you have time to mess with them, mess with them. <laughs> like, make sure they don't get to some poor old lady that doesn't know what's going on with her life, and they just clean her out of all of her money it's so like we keep getting these like these like voices like pre-recorded messages man have you seen those videos on facebook and stuff of people messing with like one that's like a live person like trying to scam them it's freaking hilarious man there i love those oh my gosh there's always this... some indian guy like trying to get credit <laughs> hello i am from new york <laughs> and i am trying to make sure your car is is in good working order um it's like, how do you know my car's in good working order? I'm living in Washington, like, <laughs> you're on the other side of the state. It's like, I'm just checking with the... <laughs> I'm with Honda. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Hang up the phone on you. Yeah, uh, that is... <clears throat> all these scams, man. It's crazy. There was this video of a dude taking, like, it was about tech support for, like, Windows. And he and the dude was, like, doing this thing where you, you can see the other person's computer and work on it from a remote location. But he put, like, a hacked bug onto it. So when the dude, like, either copied the file over or, like, in the video, it showed him the dude on the other side dragging and dropping it from his computer, from the dude's computer to his. He he opened it up, and then the dude had access to all of his old internet stuff, all the, all the stuff with, like, where he's from, where he's calling from and stuff like that. Okay, wait. So back to the 1%, man. So, we got, like, you know, there's actors that make, like, hundreds of million dollars a year. People yeah, are definitely, fine with that. Definitely, but definitely. Then, have you seen the people complain about, like, the Walmart CEO making, what is it, 15 or 16 million a year? Oh, uh, I haven't seen that. that. So, I... I people really some, complain about yeah, that? Yeah, people complain about him making $16 million a year. Like, why is he making $16 million, but not some of his employees are making, like, 11 bucks an hour? You know, which is 
not too bad for people at Walmart. And just starting out, these kids are young. But let's see, Walmart employs, I think it's two and a half million people or two million people. And so if you were to... If you were to give each know. of those employees $15 an hour, let's see, how many how many employees did they have? Two million, something like that? I think it's about two million or two, two and a half million employees. Which is crazy because if he's... Times 15. That's $30 million. Yeah, exactly. Man. Like, so it's like, and I know Walmart makes a ton of money. A yeah. ton of money. And most of it goes to the employees. Most of it goes to the employees. Like My dad works there, and I mean, he gets good dental health, and he get all the Walmart employees get discounts on everything besides the food. Oh, yeah. And food there's pretty cheap anyway. So, I, in my opinion, if you're working at McDonald's or you're working at Burger King, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm making the minimum wage. Urgh. I know. Go to school. Go to community college. Go get an education or something. Minimum wage is not supposed to be meant to be, like, lived off of. It's just, like, an entry-level job, you know, so it's, like, kind of get you introduced into working. It's, like, high school kid wants a job to get some extra food. It's, like, okay, first of all, he's working at a fast food place. He's already getting food. Second of all, he's just trying to buy, like, the new Call of Duty or something with that cash. Like, he's some, not... It's some hangout cash, man. It's... Like, like what is minimum wage? 14000 a year? Something like, like that. I mean, mean... Like, I mean, if you're in high school, you live with parents, you can play with that. And... I don't know, man. Some people get in bad situations. They're trying to live off minimum wage. Well, dude, there's so many job opportunities out there. Like, just do whatever you need to do to get. Should you drive down the main street of any city? Hiring everywhere. Hiring, hiring, hiring. Like, thirteen starting. This starting. This starting. This starting. And it's like it just takes it takes a bit of work, man. Like, take, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these my aren't really first like, job. These jobs aren't really jobs you want to work, man. But they'll get you. By. Yeah, my first job working in a rental company, like for construction equipment, seven fifty. After that. Went up to, let's see, I got a second job while doing that, working at my cousin's pizza place. When that place closed and I wanted to move up, I think I was making nine. And then I went to where I am now, and I'm up to, I don't even remember, past, past minimum wage, like I think thirteen sixty five starting. Something like that. Something like starting. that, but it's, it, you just got to move up, and you got to want it, and you got to do that stuff. I mean, at all those places... I wasn't a bum. I tried to do my best job. And, you know, I asked for raises every so often. I was like, hey, it's been five months. I I think I've, like, is there any way I could, like, work on getting a raise or anything like that? And, like, I'm not trying to be picky about it. And I'm not trying to push you guys. Like, a lot of you, a lot of people are dealing with, like, someone died in their family. They have, like, serious depression or illness or anxiety or something like that. But it's like... Just always try your best. Always keep trying to improve yourself. Like yeah. if you're stuck at minimum wage, don't don't complain about it. Like don't <laughs> don't complain that something needs to change for you. Like ask what you can do to improve your own life. Don't ask for other people to improve your own life for you. Ask yourself what you can do to improve your own life. Yeah, uh, that's the biggest thing I think. Like, like when people are complaining about these CEOs making this much money, it's like okay, like let's say this. Okay, let's give the CEO like zero dollars a year and let's distribute that sixty million across all his employees. That's like a dollar, like it's like two dollars more a year or something, you know. Like these CEOs will deserve that money, I definitely think, because they they're employing millions of people. Like that without the rich hurt. people, man, we wouldn't have jobs, man. These rich people, they go, they create these businesses, they hire you. So don't blame the rich people, man. Like they're the ones employing you. <laughs> like and, we need them. <laughs> and you could go out and start your own business. Like the day then you look in the mirror and you said, "I've had enough." Like I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Les Brown said that. Like Les Brown, he's Les Brown? yeah, he's an awesome motivator, dude. 
But once you say that and you're like, like, I'm sick of not having enough money. I'm sick of like being overweight. I'm sick of smoking cigarettes. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. Like, and you genuinely say that and you want to work on yourself. That's when the change actually happens. And, and then you make more money and then you just work your way up and you work whatever you want to work and and you do what you need to do. I just got to stay motivated to it. And one of the biggest things that I think I have an issue with is how people, they always try to find someone else to blame. Because it, it's always easier to have an enemy and have a bad guy and have that yeah. person to blame. It's always easier to try and blame someone else. And but once you get in the mindset of it's on you and you know what you need to do to improve your own life instead of blaming other people and trying to take the necessary steps, it it just makes it that much easier to wake up and go to work and get what you need to do done and try try new things. Like it's... You just got to get yourself in the right mindset. You just got to realize that Definitely. no one else is holding you down. You just, just got to put, put all that weight on your own shoulders and, you know, get stuff going. Like, with this podcast, like, for a while, you, me, and Daniel were just talking about it. Like, they were just like, oh, man, it'd be cool to start a podcast. Cool to do this, cool to do that. And, like, then we're just like, screw it. Let's just do it. Like, oh, you might as well. It, what's gonna what's it going to... If anything, no one listens to us, and we keep doing it, and we just do it for fun. We enjoy it. It's just something fun to do, something to talk about, something to get off our chest. Like, like if you genuinely, genuinely, genuinely enjoy shoveling dirt, go shovel dirt. <laughs> go do that. Do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever makes you happy. Like, okay, now, if, if what makes you happy is smoking a J and, like, doing all that <laughs> stuff, it's like... Okay, you got to do something that's actually going to make you money. <laughs> yeah, you got to do something you can live off of, man. You can't just bum it out, man. You got to, you got to make a living. Got to be, got to be successful. Man. Like you I'm sorry, make something of yourself. I'm sorry. Ancient Buddha history in the middle of America isn't making you a lot of money. Okay, I'm so, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but be practical about it, please. Like, oh yeah, man, that's what I mean. Like, like there's so many people in college, man, but you got to get the right degree. Like, you can't go in there for. Feminist dance therapy, you know? Like, you gotta... <laughs> I, can't, don't for I, can't, I can't go to college and take a class on why men are the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. Like, I don't think we are. Like, I think the balance between men and women is necessary. Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes I'm dumb as hell. Super dumb. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. And Charlie balances me out. <laughs> she says, like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I don't even know anymore. Like, I'm just saying stuff to say stuff. And... And it's just that nice, it's that yin and yang. It's that inner balance between the two things. Like, yeah, moving out was probably the hardest thing. Like, I, I, I was not ready, but it needed to happen. And, it like, maturity-wise and, like, for myself, it needed to happen. It was a thing that just oh, yeah, like, it had since, to happen. Since moving out, you feel like you've become, like, more, more of a responsible person. And, like, you've kind of, it's kind of like reality's kind of set in and you kind of understand everything more and like you I don't know like do you feel like after you moved out like you've been more motivated to actually like pursue and become more of a successful person like do you feel like step, like moving out was a, was a step in that direction to the point where it's, it makes it easier for you to chase success you know what I mean yeah and um, I mean it was easier to say like like to my mom and BS with my mom like yeah I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that like with this with my job I have now Genuinely, what I was doing in school and stuff like that, I never thought it would have brought me here. Oh, yeah. Never would have thought that. 
like initially I was going to go to college, community college because it was cheaper, get my associates in science and do it that way. But then this job in the in the program I did in school, all that led to where I am now. And I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm happy. But like when I moved out, it took me three or four months before I was finally like, oh, this is real. Like I can't just leave my clothes outside my room, like in a basket. And then all of a sudden they're done one day and folded. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. I got to do my own laundry and like, Oh, there's no food here. And I can't be like, mom, what? <laughs> where's the food? And she's like, you go get it. You pieces. Like, no, I gotta, I gotta go make money. And now I gotta go make, make, now I gotta go get food and I gotta go do all that stuff. And it's like, in the beginning, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so much. How did my parents do it? And now it's just like, how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> one bite at a time. You can't. Yeah. I can't shove this whole everything into one day. I got to spread it out across a couple of days, and I can't clean the house in one day because I got to go to sleep, and I got to go to work, and I want to do other things. So, I mean, what do I got to do? I got to sacrifice a little sleep. I don't need to sleep eight hours a day. I mean, that's doctor recommended and stuff like that. But I mean, during school, what was I doing? Staying up until midnight, playing video games and like trying to bust out homework right at the last and then waking up at seven, going to school sometimes earlier because I had like football practice or basketball practice, early morning weightlifting and stuff like that. But it's, it's like a give and a take. You gotta, you gotta give a lot to, to receive something. You can't get success or anything without paying a price. I mean, me moving out and getting a home loan and all that stuff scared the crap out of me. Really, like I was, I was like, I'm just, I just borrowed one hundred and twenty thousand dollars for a condo. What am I, what am I thinking? And I'm, what, like, just this, my brain just, like, have you ever had those moments where you don't know what's going on and your brain just seems like it's screaming at you? Oh, like yeah, it's like bro. ah. But yeah, I bought my truck. That it's like that same thing, man. You get that. That loan and it's like so this is mine but it's not really mine yeah it's like so the it's, bank has my title but i don't have the truck and i was and looking like, at my bank account and like i see i'm like hey it looks it looks all right then i think about you take that whole loan and you pay it off now and all of a sudden it's negative and it's like yeah it's, <laughs> i don't want to it's like there we go and it kind of hits you boy you feel sick. It's like, then you look at your new truck and you're like ah, that's not too bad yeah but yeah at the same time it's like was this the best choice i don't know man like once you graduate high school it's just Life just hits you, man. Like, you get sucker punched. They do not. That's what gets me. That's what gets me in high. That's, mm. I thought the transitioning from being a high school kid to really becoming an adult after graduation would be so much smoother. I know. It was just going to be this easy, like, now you're in college and you don't right have to worry about nothing. And <laughs> it, it bends you over and kicks you straight in the gooch, jackass style. Like, it just, oh, yeah, man. boom, you're done. There you go. Here's life. And you got to yeah, take it how it is. It's painful, bro. Like, You've seen Shark Tank, right? Oh, yeah. What are those dudes on there? Like, there's Mark Cuban and then that other... He's called, like, Mr. Wonderful yeah, Mr. or something Wonderful. like that. Yeah. He went on, like, a news station. He says, the student loan crisis in the country... And it's still going on. Like, a lot of people, like, today are... Sorry. Are still um, dealing with that. He was saying in that newsreel that it's crazy what we put kids that coming out of high school through it's like right now it's like you got to ask to go to the bathroom you got to do all this other stuff you got to take tests all the time and learn and learn and learn as much as you can just prepare for 
the knowledge side of the world. Oh, yeah. But then you get out there, and it's like, I want to be a doctor. Well, here's a $100,000 <laughs> loan <laughs> dropped on your back. Like, it's like, and by the time you pay it off, you would have paid $300,000. I know. It's like, what <laughs> it's, are you, what, what's going on? Like, and then if you want to actually go through school debt-free, school takes you maybe a little longer, but, like, you got to, like, be working all the time and be going to school all the and time. You're always and be looking for those scholarships, too, man. There's so many, like, little scholarships. Like, what is, like, that Mexican place around in Clearfield or so is giving out, pe- like, 100 or even $50 scholarships, man, like. You just gotta like apply for every little scholarship you can, man. Help it pay for you. It's just, it's crazy. Now, college is, college is kind of scary. College gotta, is worth it if you know what you're going to go into. Oh, yeah. But sometimes higher education isn't always the answer. Oh, like, definitely not, man. Trade, <laughs> like if you can go to like a trade school, like around here we have the DTC, which is really nice. Like I, I was able to go there for fifty bucks because I was going during high school. Yeah, yeah. Fifty bucks compared to a couple thousand when you get out, but. All those people, man, they go, they learn how to they learn how to weld, they learn how to work on cars, and they go and have, like, a nice career making pretty good money in that. And but then you just got to live within your means. Oh, yeah. And I can see the attraction to going to college and getting this higher education and getting the really that nice degree job, but... Yeah. And, like, the hard thing about... Those all those high-paying jobs, like, you start as an intern or something, and you start out making, like, 14, 15 bucks an hour, and, you know... It's night, just night, you're, you're trying to pay rent, you're trying yeah. to pay for a car, you're trying to pay back your loan... And it's just a lot of stress, man. It's a lot of stress to put on someone that's trying to transition into adult world. Being an adult, yeah. And it's hard, man. I mean, like, when I moved out, (laughs) and then my Saturdays all of a sudden weren't filled with me waking up at noon, playing video games until, like, dinner time. Oh, yeah, play some video games, going with your friends, and just have a good night. Just chilling, and then it's like, oh, I can't drive my Jeep around and just (laughs) chill and go up to... Go up to the lake and, you know, do what I want anymore. Like, I got to actually be an adult. It's like, crap. And a lot of my friends aren't even doing that. Like, like I understand they're still living with their parents and stuff. But a lot of them are still going out and, like, hitting the town and stuff like that. I'm like, don't you guys, like, a lot of them are like, test in five days, rip. And it's like, oh. <laughs> it's like, so your final test of the semester is in five days and you're doing what? <laughs> like, messing around. Like, one of my friends said... Flunked out of college again, and I'm again. like, I'm like, what? For real? What like, you learned from the first time? <laughs> like, how to flunk out easier? I guess. <laughs> like, gosh, dang it! It's, it, it. Life, when I don't know, man. I feel like a lot of people feel like they have to go to college. Like they're kind of forced into it. Left me speechless. I know. I know. Like, if you're not 100 percent about college, man, I don't like. Do not go, especially because all these people. Like, if you're not gonna, if you're not committed to go to college then maybe you're not really going to be committed to a lot of those jobs that require that kind of degree. Like, a lot of these lawyers and doctors, like, that's a stressful field of work. That is... <laughs> like, if you're, if you're not going to be able to handle, like... If you thought it was hard in college, test, get ready, because real world... Even out of college, real world's still going to kick you in the nuts. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, it's... it's right, I feel like most people crazy. aren't built for it that try to go. Like, I know I'm not. I'm not built to be going to college and trying to become a doctor or a lawyer. That's not me. And... For a while, I've always assumed I was going to be in college just because I always felt like that's the norm and that's kind of like what's expected. But luckily, I've you know my parents kind of led me in a way that they made sure I knew I wasn't expected. I didn't have to, and if whatever career path I chose, you know, they'll help lead me in the best direction possible. But a lot of people don't have that, and they just go with what they assume is right, you know, and all that's going again, all this college debt and ruining your life forever. Because <laughs> all that stuff sticks with you for a long time. Man. It, it does, but I get you know. I guess I the, the, the another thing that gets me, though, it's like you can go 
okay, go to college, and then let's say you do get some debt. Oh, yeah. Okay, like a solution to that is you have $100,000 in debt. Don't go out and get a Beamer and then get a nice-ass truck and then get a get like a camper and then a $500,000 home. What did you just do? You just racked up a million plus in debt. And it's like, okay, you just kind of screwed yourself. I know you've been working hard. Just work a little harder, a little longer to get out of debt. I mean, okay, you come, you come out of college, you have your PhD and you're like a, a doctorate and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Just just wait a little longer. Just get a cheap house and live that crappy life just a little longer until you can pay off the house. Not not the house, until you pay off your college. And then what are you doing? You're making 100000 plus a year being a doctor, no debt. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, you're yeah. set up for just massive like, potential after that. I don't mean to sound like I'm like anti-college or anything. Like I'm 100% for college. I think it's a great thing. I think it helps tons of people. It's just, if you're not fully committed, man, you don't know exactly what to do, it's really going to come and bite you, bro. Yeah. Because I, like, I don't mean to sound anti-college or anything. Like I'm 100% for people going. I think it's a good thing. I think it really does show how well people are educated and like their commitment. And I think if you can get through those four years, you you deserve to get into that job field you want. I mean, it's, you it's just, just, you got to be smart with your job field. A lot of these job fields are really hard to get into, but they're really like appealing. Like all these, like, I know, I know, I hear people talk about social workers all the time because they can make a lot of money, but I don't, like, I've never seen a social worker make a lot of money. Really? Ever, ever. Oh, because a lot of them make really low paying, but it's like, oh, but if you get lucky and you eventually own your own business or you're in it for a long time, you eventually start making these, this huge paycheck and, I think people will just, they chase after that huge paycheck, but they don't realize there's a lot more steps in the way to get to that. It's, it's just hard, man. I feel like you need to be addicted to the process more than the end goal. Yeah. It's like, okay, you can see this mountain and you can see the top, but you don't know what's in the middle. It's like going to Mount Everest. You can see the top of the mountain. You can see the peak. You can see that flag where the first person that ever got up there has been, but then there's all that clouds and stuff in the middle and you're just like, oh. It's not that bad. And then you get into it and you're like, it's that bad. I about oh, yeah. died last night. Like, <laughs> what's going on? You just... I, you, it says here, like, a lot of people can take up to 20 years to pay off their loans. Their tw- student loans. 20 years. And... Like, that's for, like, the app, like, for bachelors. A lot of people take up to 20 years. Like, that's, like, almost paying off a house. It's basically paying off paying a house. Paying off a house, just about. Like, if you got a 15-year fixed rate loan mortgage on a home... That's less than paying off a student loan. Like, Char- like Charlie's stepdad still has a student loan. Yeah, it's insane. Which is crazy. Which is super, super crazy to think about. And, like, I don't feel... Like, I'm not trying to dog on him. But at the same time, like... Because he has a great career, and I think it's awesome what he does. But... I, Man, it, it makes I just, me second guess me wanting to go to college. Like, I still want to go. I, I want to be a mechanical engineer. Don't get me wrong. But, like, at the same time, I'm trying to figure out a way to do it debt-free. Which is crazy to to think about. And I, I think that... I mean, I guess to just to wrap it all up. For me, I think you should be you. Do you the best you can do it. Because... <laughs> At the end of the day, if everyone dies and you're the only one left, what do you got? You. It's only you. Once you die, like, I would love to believe that there's another life after this and all that stuff, but who knows? Once you're dead, no one comes back to tell you. <laughs> and I mean, not unless you've had some vision from God, 
which I haven't had one yet, I so one yet I, I do believe that there's something out there, something, something. I that's a subject for another day. That's a subject we'll, we'll for a totally another, another day. day. But like, you do you the best you can do it. Follow what you really love, and if it's something that doesn't make a lot of money, do it on the side. Do it on the side of making something that you kind of like doing. I mean, eventually that thing you like doing will probably make money. You gotta, you gotta advertise sacrifice. it right, you and you gotta sacrifice, sacrifice a lot to make it. Oh, I mean, how do you think those millionaires made it? How do you think freaking, what's his name, Elon Musk, how do you think he made it? He, like, on that SpaceX launch for the returning rocket, he about went bankrupt and was asking people to pay his rent and to pay his bills and stuff like that. And then the third, the what was the third time the charm, it finally made it. That last rocket finally made it, and it's just a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard work and dedication. So that's it's, what I think. Yeah, I think so too. Like always, chase after what you want. Always trying to be the best you can be. But my biggest thing is like, don't don't rush it too quick. Like it's okay to be kind of to take on a slow and look at things and just try and be the smartest way you can. That's what I try and do myself and. It's, it's kind of hard because you always want to rush into it and just jump right into everything. But, I mean, in the long run, it's got to pay off to slow it down and do things the smartest way possible so you don't Definitely. get yourself all caught up. Definitely. Because, I mean, if you rush into it and get all caught up, if you rush into it, sorry, if you get if you rush into it and get all caught up, I was far away from the microphone, <laughs> <laughs> and get all caught up and stuff, You'll get caught up pretty quick. I mean, how easy is it to go get like a ten thousand dollar loan? You you walk down the street. There's a payday loan place. They rub their two neurons in their brain <laughs> together, and then you're ten thousand dollars in debt. Like, don't rush into stuff like that. And also, don't get paralyzed over analyzing something so much. I mean, you get a clear picture of something. Write write it down. Get the key points in. And then what are the first steps to taking it? Get moving into it. I mean, with this podcast, we got a mic, a laptop, and a place to do it in. And and then we're doing it. And it's I think it's awesome. And I, I'm I'm so excited for the future of this and what what it has to entail. So Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this too. Me and Daniel are talking about it too. It's we were talking about this forever, man. We could have never enacted upon actually starting a podcast, but we decided, you no, know, this is something we want to do, so let's let's get it going. Yeah. And yeah, we don't have the best stuff right now, but you know, we're gonna keep improving it, we're gonna keep do what we need to do to make things, you know, better quality, better everything. Better quality, just, better sound, better. I'm I'm excited to get that Patreon up. I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's not, I'm not trying to like push the money aspect of it. I mean, a lot of things are just gonna be like a dollar a month or like five bucks a month. If we ever released a hundred dollar a month or like a even a twenty dollar a month thing, it would have so much goodies inside of it. So much stuff inside of it that it would it'd be worth more than twenty dollars i i i don't even like right now my i'm thinking twenty dollars is way too much for someone to even commit like 10 bucks at the max for just anything like just behind the scenes videos and stuff like that but that's all that is totally on a different subject different everything and i just want to thank thank you guys for listening today it it was it was a good podcast just me and Jaden. Don't get me wrong, Daniel. I, I miss you, dude. I miss you, buddy. Three three people and eventually some guests on the show. It, it, it'll be fun. Awesome. It's 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 fun to have people and to talk to people that you enjoy talking to. I, oh, I yeah. enjoy it. I, I, I love conversation. Whether it's with someone I agree with or disagree with, I just like hearing, hearing from people. I don't hear everyone's views on everything. 
But I think it's a good spot to wrap it up now. A great spot to wrap it up. So thanks for listening, guys, and we hope you have a fantastic day. If you enjoyed this episode of the Whole Nine Yards Podcast, don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WNY Podcast. That is WNY Podcast. And also search us up by the Whole Nine Yards. New episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you, guys.